You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 98. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Yeah, so we were just talking and saying we're almost to episode 100. Yeah, we need to think of something cool to do for episode 100. Yeah, I know. Well, kind of putting us on the spot here, coming up with that right as we're getting on to record this. So we have been creatively hanging out during COVID. Not as much as I'd like, though. We had a while where it was actually like more social. We'd been more social, I think, with quarantine than we sometimes were without quarantine. Yeah, we need to schedule some more Zoom meetings and, and whatnot. I think people are getting Zoomed out, which actually has nothing to do with why we haven't booked stuff. Though, to be fair, we just kind of, I think just our client base exploded is actually what happened. Yes. We we got an influx of clients and we got busy and life's been busy and... Uh, and neglecting some social relationships, maybe? Yeah. We need to, as I just said, our, our one person we need to book with so we can watch the rest of you because I need to uh, watch you. And, yeah. When you were saying yeah. you needed to book with her, I didn't think you was where you were going. Well, I'm not really into the whole virtual play thing, and we're not quite to the point of getting together yet. I know some things have gotten lifted in Maryland, but... You're not quite there. We're not quite there. Yeah. So, unfortunately... (sighs) I am topping-deprived, man. Do you feel like you could virtually top and that would be satisfying? Because I don't feel like it would be that satisfying for me. No, I don't think so. I told you, I had a really vivid co-topping dream last night. I think I think my inner switch is like, ah, quarantine. I can't help you with that. Quarantine has put a severe damper on it. This is what happens when you live with an asexual. I'm not an asexual. You live with me. But I can't top you. Yeah. That's not a thing. Mm. The most you get is rough sex. That's, that's really it. Speaking of which, fist bump for that. So what is your, what is the first thing you want to do when we're out of quarantine, Cassie? Mmm. Are we talking kink? Are we talking life? Just throw out a couple things because I, I, it really depends on what you're asking. Kink wise, I would really like to do like a heavy co-topping scene because I would like to do that with a vagina haver because I haven't been able to do that. I've been able to do heavy topping scenes with you, right? But I haven't been able to 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 do a heavy vagina haver scene. I would like to do that. I'd like to strap on somebody and face fuck somebody and right there with you yeah do all that so that would be fun cool um, i think we're agreed on that one yeah so i mean on the kink end there'd be that as far as exactly what that would look like i'm i'm flexible at this point it's been a while <laughs> like like it doesn't have to be necessarily like you know oh like this kind of rough body or that kind of thing or like these kind of toys i'm kind of like rough co-topping scene 
putting my strap on in orifices. Like that is like as you as, could probably pre-schedule this. I'm sure you have people. <laughs> like that is about. We as, have some people. I'm sure we could like pre-schedule this. It it's be. like a huh. I said that's about as detailed as I have to be right now. I'm like it's it's like one of those like. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I was going to say, it's almost like those packs, like, you know, if we hit 35, we get married, but that, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no. It's nothing like that. No. Mm, okay. We should do that. Let's pre-coordinate that. Yeah. I want to do an escape room too. So that's what I was going to say. So as far as like non-sex things, because <laughs> really, I mean, that's one of my big ones. I mean, for, for us, like we've been kind of able to play and we've been doing stuff and we've had opportunity in that way. Yes. yes. We've been fortunate that we have each other. But as far as regular life stuff, I want to get to an escape room. I miss doing that. I really want to go to some kind of festival. And I know that's very like open. But before all this, I had all kinds of things like planned. I was like, oh, there was this wine festival coming up. There was the spring festival. There was some fairy festivals. And at this point, I'm like, I need to go to a festival because I've missed all of the festivals that happened in spring. I don't know what festival I'm going to, but fuck it. I need to go to a festival. I also want to climb, but that's not something we have to wait until. I mean, now, like, that's something. How can I put it? We can social distance climbing. Can, yeah, we can social distance climb as long as you're not at like a gym. Like we can go out to like some places. And the weather is getting to the point where we can do that. It's nice out. Yeah, that is true. It's been a little too cold for that shit. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So those are the things. Those are the things for me that would be really awesome. I, uh, I'm just going to the gym, but that's going to be a long time. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's going to be, be longer than things. anything on this list. That yeah. Just said. So uh, those, those are my big ones is obviously being able to play with some of our people. And I would like to go to some kind of festival. And I think that's one of the things that are probably going to take that's the longest. Gonna, yeah. Oh, might not happen. Mm, yeah. And so it's not going to happen. That makes me horribly sad. I did. I was talking about that a lot yesterday. <sighs> That's not happening. It's probably not happening this year. So what else has been going on? Baby, I guess. Baby's been going on. Yeah, there's lots of babying. Baby's getting big. Yeah, baby is huge. Amanda's uh, about to go back to work. That's going to be an interesting transition. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Amanda's been on FMLA the whole time the baby's been here. So uh, shifting from... Uh, having her here to not having her here is going to be interesting. Uh, baby's getting huge though, and I'm pretty sure is already teething. By the way, which is nuts. So she she's teething. I don't know if she's got teeth yet, but she's she doesn't have teeth yet. But she's definitely gumming things. So we should maybe do an update on that. So I don't know. I don't know if that would be a whole podcast episode though. Um, I figured maybe we go a couple more podcasts and then like update folks on the just do like a short one, bring Amanda back on. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of people ask it's been like two months now and everybody's like what's up with the baby it's like she's a baby she's doing baby things not not a lot different I, I shouldn't say that there's been a lot of things she's now babbling a lot she's got her words yeah well she's i think got we her should little babble stuff let's let's do an update in a couple episodes yeah all right so i think that's pretty much it for chatting life what's happening what's not i think why don't we uh go ahead hop in what are we talking about today cassie so we're talking about when you and your partner don't feel like you have uh, the same vision, that you're not walking the path in the same direction, right? That you feel like you're going in opposite directions and don't know where you're going. All right. So without further ado, folks, let's hop in and talk about today's topic. So listen, 
Do you feel like you and your partner are headed in the same direction? In your relationships, in your life, do you feel like you two or three or four or however many of you there are, do you feel like you and your partners are headed in the same direction? So I wanted to take some time and talk to everybody about when you don't share the same vision of the future with your partner. And a lot of folks that we talk to, you know, when we end up talking to them, you know, on calls or in emails, one of the things that they say quite often is, you know, we just don't share the same vision of the future, right? We, uh, we are headed in different directions. We had this idea originally of what we wanted. Now it's changed. Go figure, right? After 20 years of being together, things have changed because, you know, we never expected there was ever going to be any changes. This is me being silly. But the thing is, is that they get to a spot where they don't know, well, now what? Like, what do we do now that we recognize that there's these, these differences? So I wanted to take the time to talk to you all about how to really look at these things and decide if this really is a problem, right? Because for many of us, we start off in a place where when we got together years later, things don't look the same way, right? And perhaps we were on the same page, right? What we consider the same page when we got together and we had this idea of what we were doing, but now it's different. It's, it's changed. Maybe when we got together, we were not expecting that we were going to be non-monogamous, right? Maybe we weren't expecting that we weren't going to live together. Maybe we weren't expecting that we wanted to have kids or maybe we weren't expecting... I mean, you can throw out some if you have any ideas. Uh, I mean, it's here's the thing, folks, honestly. You know, we wind up in these situations a lot because we all have this, and it's really kind of a funny idea when you think about it, right? But we sit here, and one day we wake up and we look at our partner and we go like, who the hell are you? And we're shocked when, like, maybe we wake up one day and, and our partner isn't the same person we remember from years ago, which... When you think about it, it's really kind of hilarious because when you look at yourself even a year, two years ago, chances are you've changed quite a bit over that period of time. Am I right? So it's kind of funny that we don't think, oh, yeah, like my partner's going to change. No, we wake up and we're shocked. And, you know, the shock is kind of scary enough sometimes, right? That like, oh, God, like uh, scary maybe isn't the word. But that it's like, like, whoa, like, like I said, like, who the hell are you? Like, what the hell happened? Like, I, th you're not the person I remember. You've changed. And that's kind of, that, that's its own thing. But then we, we can definitely get from that into this place of, whoa, wait, like, we're, we're not on the same page. And not, not only are we not on the same page, but we're not on the same page to like, do our futures line up anymore? Like, are we headed in the same direction? Or are we headed in? different directions. How do we navigate this? Should we navigate this? Is it navigatable at all? And we all have, all of us, if we're together long enough, we all have a couple of these points in our relationship when we hit that spot. One of ours, for those of you who've been following us for a while, before the baby happened, was having kids. That was a big issue of are we headed really different directions? Like you don't get much more different directions than has to have more kids and doesn't want more kids in any fashion. <laughs> so 
when you're in those situations or things like, I want to open our relationship, but you don't, or I'm practicing this spirituality, but you don't believe in it, or I don't know, I'm kinky. Uh, yeah, we see that all the time where it's I'm kinky and I'm not, right? Like that's not something I want to do and that's something that I need. And something I want to specify, right? Like we're talking about kink and we're talking about poly because of course, right? But this is regular life stuff too. This is kids. This is where are we moving. This is what do we want for the future? Careers. This is careers, right? And when we get to that place, what do we do? Because everybody hits that place at some point where they're like, I'm just not sure how our futures line up at this point. Or if they do line up, how do you navigate it when you invariably get to that point? And the thing is, is that with all this going on, you do still love your partner, right? It's not like you're just like, sure, to heck with this, right? <laughs> well, we're not we're not heading down the same page. Uh, we're just going to throw our hands in the air and give up, right? We, we decide we want to do something. But a lot of times we can't figure it out because there's a lot of factors that go in to being compatible, right? We want to have the same values. We want to have the same lifestyle. We want to have, you know, um, our careers and our futures lined up. And realizing that after years and years and years of thinking that you're on the same page, that you're not well, that's pretty devastating, right? Like it's 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 it it's a lot of pain, it's a lot of shock. You know, you mentioned getting over that initial shock is a lot. And most likely, you know, there's a lot of feelings of disappointment and frustration, maybe even anger towards your partner or yourself because this is not what you expected, right? And what ends up happening for a lot of folks is because they don't see, they don't see a way to get back on a similar path, they think that things are doomed, that either they have to break up or if they don't break up, that they're going to end up in a situation where both people are miserable forever, that it's a lose-lose situation where nobody can be happy. At best case, someone's going to settle big, right? Someone's going to settle and somebody is going to be losing horribly. And this is an interesting thing, right? Because if you've been in the situation which again, everybody hits at some point, you know, something that I notice about this kind of thing specifically, where we get to the point where we don't see the same future is people don't generally just hit that point and go, ah, fuck it, breaking up, right? Because they want to stay in that relationship. There's a lot of love, right? There's a lot of care and they just don't know how or how this is going to work. So more often what happens isn't actually that people hit that point and they're like, oh, we're going to break up. That happens, but that's not what the, the most common thing. The most common thing is people get in that situation and they're like, well, okay, so we're just going to sit here. We're not going to break up. We're going to sit here. We're going to stay together. But we still don't actually know how to get past this point. So we're going to argue, right? We're going to kind of be upset and unhappy and the realization that we don't know how to fix this and maybe we will break up eventually, right? And they kind of sit in the suck. We just kind of sit there. Yeah. And then the the problem is, is that when you're in that space, what you hear is, you know, you get this feedback of, well, you're not in the same, you're not on the same page. You don't have a future. Well, uh, you should break up. Right. Well, and that winds up causing its own set of problems. Right. Because now we have this challenge to begin with where where we, we need to figure it out and we can't. And it, it's probably a biggish thing. But now we have the arguing. 
Now we have the fact that we're spending, you know, all this time in a relationship where we we don't feel comfortable, right? Like that this relationship's gonna gonna maybe go where we want it to. We're not comfortable in the future. We we're not feeling secure. And because of all these things, we actually start on top of the problem we already had, we start losing our connection there as well. Because it doesn't feel safe to stay connected to somebody that we don't know what the future looks like with. Right. And like I said, and there's probably arguing on top of this. And then then because we're arguing, maybe we don't want to spend as much time together because everything's consumed by this conversation. And it's kind of this whole vicious cycle. Yeah. And so, you know, when you end up in that situation, it feels pretty hopeless. You get to a place where and and as I mentioned, like, you know, you hear from other people, well, you might as well give up. Right. You start you start getting into a situation where you start to believe that there, there really is no hope, that there is no way to get out of this, that basically, you know, your relationship is doomed and it's over if you can't, particularly when it's big things, right? When it's, when it's the big things like, you know, we mentioned before, kids, future. So the thing is, is that that's not true, right? There's plenty of people who are able to make their relationship work beyond all the odds, Right. I want to talk and spend some time around, you know, what it is to have your relationship aligned and is that important? And if it is, how to get there. We work with folks all the time, right? We we talk to folks every day. We coach folks in our program. And I want to talk a little bit about some stories that we have from folks that we've had in our program because I think it's important to, to see where people started and where they got to. So we had, for example, a Mormon couple who were coming into our non-monogamy program. We were, well, (laughs) surprised in a couple of ways as well. You're not alone. And Turned out to be fantastic clients, though. Yeah. And so, you know, when we start talking about futures not aligning, here's this person whose sexuality, right, the direction of where they want to go is very much on the you know, having partners end of things. And the other partner, being Mormon, being very religious. You know, you can't be any further at ads. And after working through things and getting on the same page, not having the same idea for the future, but getting on the same page, right? And we'll talk more about that later, is they were able to overcome it and be in a place where both of them feel fulfilled in their relationship. We've had folks in our program who are on different areas of religion, right, or spirituality and coming from two different places and being able to come together and and work that out. And you folks heard we help coach people on relationships. You didn't think we were talking to people about their spirituality, did you? You were wrong. Mm -hmm. You were absolutely wrong. Yeah. So when we work with folks, the thing is, is that relationship coaching is not just about, oh, you know. I'm jealous, right? There's a lot of things that come into what makes a relationship hard or what makes a relationship difficult, right? So all of these things go into that. Even down to our own personal thing. You mentioned earlier about the kid thing. You know, we overcame a very big difference in what we wanted for our future. We didn't overcome the way we thought we were going to (laughs) overcome it, but we overcame it. Are you the comic relief for the evening? Yes, clearly. (laughs) You need some comic relief here. I'm helping you. (laughs) Okay. I feel like we switched roles for the evening. You're welcome. Um, 
So well, now that everybody knows that Josh is Rigel, now they all think I'm too serious. So (laughs) you're having to work it out. Yeah. But yeah. So you know the the thing with this though is no matter how big or small the challenge, right? It comes down to a couple of couple of things. First off, it might not be that big of a problem. And I'm not trying to say that it's not something that's challenging. And I'm not trying to say that it's not something that is scary. But have you considered that this reason that, and I'm going to give you a couple of tips on figuring this out. And the first one is, is it actually that big of a deal? And what I mean by this is, you know, we talk to folks all the time who say, oh, we can't work it out. We're, we're never going to be able to be together. And they've never actually tried compromising. They've never actually tried budging on their their standpoint or doing something different. Okay? And how far do you think you're going to get if I'm always saying one thing and you're always saying the other and we're never willing to change that? Did you want to say something? Yeah. And another point, folks, and you may have heard us talk about this before. We, we did, I think, a whole live on this a while back about a lot of times folks just fail to get creative enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it's one of those issues where you just can't see, you know, it, it's it's that it's hard to see the water when you're in the fishbowl deal. Right. But a lot of times we talk to people and it's it's a lack of getting creative enough to actually find those solutions. I think it was called like something like, are we incompatible was the live if you're if you're interested. But you have to ask yourself, have you actually given this a try? Have you actually given your relationship the opportunity to flourish, right? And and what I mean by this is, have you actually discussed your goals with your partner? Have you like sat down and, and, and had this discussion, right? Have you actually thought about, is there any way that we could do this where both of us come out winning? If you haven't done that, well, then you're kind of giving yourself well, you're setting yourself up for future, for, for, for failure, for the future, right? If you haven't actually had these conversations and you haven't come to the table willing to have some kind of compromise, to have some kind of, you know, change, then you're probably not uh, going to get very far. So as we talk to you guys all the time, we talk about how we do some coaching. And we we don't do a lot of coaching, you know, as far as like, working through a a coaching thing with you on our podcasts or on our lives. And today I'm actually going to take a minute and give you some coaching. I want you to do an exercise. Okay. We're going to do a little exercise. So I want, thank you. I don't know how to do all the cool, fancy tech stuff. So I appreciate it. So right now I'm going to give you a couple of seconds, go get a piece of paper. I want you to actually do this. So go ahead and sit down, grab a piece of paper, and we're going to start doing a little exercise. And this exercise is going to help you with feeling like, you know, maybe we are on the same page. Maybe we're not. What do we need to do? And this is where we're going to start. All right. So I want you to sit down together if you can. If you're not, you can do this later. You can come back and and re-listen. But what experiences do the two of you want to do together in the next 12 months? Not what we don't want to do, you know, uh, leave out all the other stuff. But what are the things? So not like I want to go hang out with my sexy girlfriend in Hawaii without you. Don't don't list that, okay? What I want you to list is I want you to list- Or I want you not to be such an asshole. Yeah, that is a good one too. Don't do that. What I want you to list is what is it that I want to do together in the next 12 months to make 
happy memories for the two of us. Like what or is three. it? Or three or four, whatever your 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 cluster is. What are those things? And, you know, like it's it's I can't stress this enough. It's about the two or three or four of you. What is those dreams, those things that you want to accomplish in the next 12 months? Do it separately. Don't don't share your answers yet. So I want you to make a list of 10 to 15 things real quick. Go ahead and do it. Things like the vacations that you want to take with your partner, right? Maybe the staycations. We're in COVID, so maybe uh, we, we maybe it's a staycation thing that you want to do, right? Some new habits that you'd like to have in your relationship, right? Some new things that you'd like to do. So take 10 seconds and write that down. Now that you have those things written and add to it, like what are some some things that could make you know new happy memories together? What are some new activities that you could do? Some new things that you hadn't thought of before. What are some things that you could revisit that the two of you really enjoyed doing together? You should have at least 15 things at this point, 15 things that you'd really like with you and your partner. So now that you have those, you need to ask yourself who we are and what do we want? And what I mean by that is you can take a look at the list that both of you have, right? Go back and now, you know, now change it up with your partner. Go look over those 15 things. And I want you to to have that question for yourself, not as an individual, not who are we separately, but who are we together? What What is the identity of our relationship? Are we people who are a power couple? Are we the strong power couple who gets shit done? Are we a romantic, hot, sexy couple? Are we a strong, sensitive? Thruple. Thruple. There you go. Good. Good. Awesome. What are we? Like, what, what, what do we want to be? Even if it is, and, and you're feeling kind of weak, and even if it is, all we know is we want to be together. Write that down, okay? So now that you have all those things, I want you and your partner to look over them. I want you to look at what do you describe yourselves as? What is it that you want for the future? Like, what are those things? Maybe it's to have the three of you sleep in the same bed at least once a week and plan your Disney trip that got canceled in March. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good one. What you want to do now is you want to look at how many things are the same or similar. Maybe it's not worded the same way, but it means the same thing. How different are you? How far away from your partner are you really? And I want to throw something else in here too, right? Because I think that it can be easy to get hung up on this how far away from you are your partner, how far away are you two. But for this exercise specifically, the real question or a better question is how far away are you two really when it comes to what you want for the future? Because what I find a lot of times is that when people get in this space where they do have something big that they're hung up on especially in regards to the future. I'm going to use Polly as an example because it's just, it's an easy one. It's one we run into a lot, right? But like, I want to be Polly and you don't. And it's easy to be like, oh my God, like we just don't want the same things. Like we want completely different things for the future. There's no reason to keep doing this. Doesn't make any sense. How are we even compatible? Yarda, 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 yarda. Robble, 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 right? (laughs) But you'll find 
that like 90% of what you want for the future, it's still the same. And that can be really important when you're in this place. And like I said, we'll all get to this place where it's something. There's something that we're stuck on, right? There's something that we have a hard time seeing. Uh, We feel like we're headed in different directions. And realizing that, you know, just because you're headed in different directions on this one thing doesn't mean that you're headed in very different directions in life. That's really helpful. Now, it doesn't make navigating that one thing any easier. And it doesn't necessarily get rid of if you two are arguing around it, right? Or if that is going sour or if that that's causing other problems. But it does keep you from piling a whole bunch of other stuff on top that doesn't even exist. Which is a start. Yeah. And so, you know, my question for you is, you know, what if you're wrong, right? Like, what if by chance all these things aren't all these things? What if it is a couple of things? What if it's things that, you know, there's a few things that you really need to work on and fix in your relationship? For for many to know that would be helpful. It's something that would be helpful, hopeful for them to know that, you know, hey, that we have all these things in line. So I know for, for a lot of folks, even going through this exercise and, and realizing, okay, well, we have only a few things that we're not in line with, but they're really, really big things. They're huge things, right? And as I said before, when we first started, I don't want you to, 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 to mitigate those. And I don't want you to, to not realize that these are things that are important. But what I do want you to recognize is that if you have all these other things that put you in line for your future, it's only about fixing those things that you need to fix. And that can be really empowering in your relationship to recognize that we're not on odds. We're not on different sides of the road. We just have a couple of obstacles that both of us need to get through. You might be sitting there and going, okay, those things are huge. But yeah, that's where you need to to do three things. There's three main things. So when we're talking to people, right, and we're talking to clients, potential clients, people about turning their relationships around as far as what it takes, right? There's three main things that we see, three qualities that we see, right? In people who turn things around versus people who don't, because everybody wants to make their relationship better. And a lot of people don't, and some people do. And we see that there's kind of three qualities that people share. And if you've talked to us in a little more of a one-on-one capacity, you may have heard these three things, right? So number one is being committed. And it's being committed to your relationship. And when we talk about commitment, Cassie, you want to fill this part in? Yes. I don't mean we're going to stay together forever, no matter what, no matter how much things suck. That is not commitment. I like to call that throwing in the towel. Commitment is... Settling. Yeah, it's definitely settling. But... It is about being committed to being the best partner and showing up the best that you can. Yeah. And it's being committed to making the decision that, hey, as long as we are choosing to stay in this relationship, we're going to do everything we can to be the best partners we can be to make this relationship amazing instead of sitting here in the suck, right? So it takes commitment. It takes being resourceful, right? And by that, I mean, it takes being open to to getting creative, right? To trying different ways to do things. Because, you know, there's always an obstacle when you're talking about relationships. And when you're talking about most of us here, we're talking about non-monogamous relationships. Some of you, we're talking about kinky relationships. Like when you throw those outside the box things in, 
you have to get even more resourceful because you're going to have even more things that you have to come up with different solutions that maybe society doesn't provide you an answer for, right? And being that that combination of committed and resourceful, it gives you the ability to overcome whatever obstacles life kind of throws your way. And then the last part is you have to be brave. And this is something that I tell everybody we talk to in a one-on-one capacity at some point or another. This shit is scary. When you're looking at a relationship, and especially you're looking at not seeing a path forward, that's scary. And it's scary to put in the energy to turn things around. It's scary to put your heart on the line to potentially be broken when you you don't really know again, like if you're even headed the same direction, it's scary. And it's less scary to stay stuck. But that's not where you want to be. And that's not where you deserve to be or where your relationship deserves to be. And it takes a lot of courage to decide, you know, I feel like we're headed in different directions, but we're worth trying to make this work regardless. So you really need those three things to make this happen. Do that exercise. It says exercise time. Do that exercise. Do that exercise and then approach this from that place of being committed, being resourceful, and being brave. And realize again, listen, if there is one thing, I'm going to harp on this. And listen, folks, you know me and you know sometimes I go slightly off topic, right? Cassie's over here laughing, (laughs) but I'm going to speak what's on my heart. If there's one thing, and it does tie in with this, that I see sync more relationships than anything or let's not even say sync sometimes it's sync but sometimes it's just keeps those relationships from being everything they can be really both it's not people who don't care about their relationship it's not people who aren't committed to their partner it's not people who aren't willing to try it's people who are scared and this is one of those situations again that's scary but being willing to in spite of being scared take that step up because your relationship's worth it Right. And when you see you feel like you're headed in two different directions or three different directions or four different directions, maybe everybody in the group is headed their own direction. It does take being brave. But the payoff for being brave, for stepping into that, right, and for for not throwing in the towel, right, is massive. Because like we said, when you go through this list and you go through this exercise, you'll find most likely that 90 percent of the things, 95 the vast majority are the same. And you just have one or two areas that you need to fix. And if you can be brave and step into fixing those things, you're going to have everything that you want and more. And a kick-ass relationship. And really, that's that. And if you folks need some help, if you're you're doing the exercise and you're like, cool, here's where we're stuck. But, you know, we're still headed in different directions and not try to get that cap. Give us a call. That's what we do. That's why we're here. Let us talk to you about it. Let us help you. Yeah, we'll help you figure out if there are creative solutions, if there is a way for you to get past those things. All right. So if you want to do that, you can reach out to us at a touchflavor.com forward slash talk and we'll chat with you. Okay. But do this exercise. Focus on those three things and realize that you aren't headed in different directions. You're not. You have one or two things that you need to sort out. And you two will be solid. So you know we love y'all. 
Have a fantastic night. And we will talk with you all soon. Anything else, Cassie? No, that's it. All right. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. 